and we are back like Twitter funnies and Brady's Dougie. Please check Twitter for that reference. Pretty sure these old fogies won't understand it either. Um, this is the Long Snapper podcast. A um, couple of British guys talking about American football tonight. Joined by Dougie and Adam. No Mark today. How you doing, boys? Good. Just baffled by your reference. Yeah. No YouTube. idea what you're talking about. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, there, YouTube, and I put the uh, and then and then check check my Twitter to see it um, in NFL form. However, before you we do, get, you do have to be at least sixty three percent cool to view Craig's Twitter timeline. If you're not, the your Twitter feed will instantly boot you from it. <laughs> that happened to me a few times. Yeah, I'm less I, I literally can't cool. look at his Twitter feed. I I click on it and I just get you're you're not cool enough to view this timeline. <laughs> Please go and research Kreps. Probably, probably pro- that is that is uh, that is more accurate than you will ever know. Um, <laughs> as is as is customary uh, on this podcast. Speaking um, of accurate, yeah, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we, um, we we like to kick off with a quiz. Um, or we're a not hot, talking about a, or a hot bin of steaming flaming <laughs> garbage. If Craig is doing it, we're not, we're, not talking, we're not talking about last week. Um, I got, I got, I think by my, I got like fifty-one weeks um, to get ready for my next one. So, uh, it, so in, in about fifty, in about fifty weeks and three days, you'll start prepping it. Yeah, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> so, in, he'll in prepare all... a question. He just won't prepare any answers. I'll, pre- I'll prepare. I'll prepare a concept. That's what I'm. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm the. I'm the ideas guy. <laughs> um, in, in in great anticipation for that. Adam, show us how it's done, pal. Okay. Um, back by popular demand, shall we say. Um, conference Championships weekend, we've, which I can almost say. Conference yeah, Championships see, weekend, at least I can say words. Say, mate, <laughs> uh, we've just had it. Um, so in honour of that, I'm just going to have a little game. Um, back, to, back to a bit of 15 to 1. You're going to get three lives each and take it in turns. All you're going to have to do is name quarterbacks who have lost in either the AFC or the NFC championship game from 1990 onwards, 1990 being the 1990 to 91 NFL season. So, so that season until the present day, any starting quarterback who's lost in a conference championship game and you're going to take it in turns. And as soon as somebody loses all three lives, uh, the, the other guy wins, basically. Do you have us a time frame? 1990 to 91, so 1990 regular season yeah, onwards yeah. to the present okay, day. Cool. So you can have, yeah, any starting quarterback who has lost one of those games. A, a um, championship game, fine. Yeah. Uh, Craig, do you want to start? Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, there you go. Um, Dougie. Uh, Case Keenum. Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Tom Brady. Yes. Eli Manning. No. Right not. Craig, you have lost a life. You're down to two. Doug, your turn. Robert Griffin III. Uh, wrong again, I'm afraid. Well, no, he lost the... Was that the divisional round? It must have been. <laughs> Any other game. <laughs> <laughs> he lost to the Seahawks, didn't he, when he shredded his knee? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, he shouldn't have been playing I in that game. That so down to two lives each. Craig. Peyton. Peyton is correct. Philip Rivers. Russell Wilson. Incorrect. <laughs> Sorry to say. You are down to, to one life, Craig. Brett Favre. Uh, yes. As indeed. The Sanchez. <laughs> I can't believe it took that long for you yeah. to come out. Um, <laughs> Just annoyed me. <laughs> of course, two years in a row. Um, Dougie. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. San Francisco. He has done. Uh, Craig. Look at you Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is correct. Well done. The thinking time gets longer the further we we get. <laughs> it's obviously. Well, you know what I'm like with names, so I've got like 65 <laughs> faces in my head. I'm just trying to remember one of the names. Joe Flacco. Correct. Well done. Back to you, Craig. Donovan McMahon. Well done. Tony Romo. No. <laughs> Never. Well, never made it that far. Because he's a bum! <laughs> there you go. So, uh, one life each. Okay, I know where I'm going next. So you've got to get it right, Craig. Yeah. Uh, Aikman. Aikman is correct. Mother. <laughs> That's right where you were going, was it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay. So let's say Steve Young. Steve Young is correct. I've got my next one. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> no pressure. Um, let's. Oh, God. He, does he have to get the next one, Adam? No, just the... Even though I'm first. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm harsh. I'm harsh like that. Oh, God. Alex Smith. Yes, correct. Nice shout. Oh, no. I've got in my own head about the one I was going to choose. <laughs> so I was going to say... I was going to say... Warren Moon. But I'm not sure he was the quarterback of the Vikings. When they had... So I'm going to go off the wall here. Just a little off the wall. Okay. I'm now putting my head about that one. <laughs> I've got my next one. I like this little psychological game that you both It play. is. It puts pressure on, man. <laughs> when you hear that, your mind goes, Hey, Adam, we need a clock, mate. How long has he got? Okay. We'll go with John Elway. John Elway is another correct answer. My one. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, so I'll start again. This is like the penalty shootout when it's 10 all and the goalkeepers are taking it. 
not quite. But... <laughs> it's closer to that than I ever thought we'd get, to be honest. I want to go off the wall too, but I don't know if we ever got that far. Oh, God. Um, fuck, there can't be many QBs left. Quite a few. There's a lot, is there? A few left. We've got... I can tell you exactly how many are left. There are another 22 names on the list. Shit. All right. Jim Kelly. It's all over. Doggy gets his music. Brilliant. I have my next one as well. Who is your next one? Mark Brunel. But yeah, Mark Brunel would be right. And I wanted to say Drew Stanton was my off-the-wall one. Oh no, no, that's uh, Chad Pennington. You're wrong, Chad. That's wrong as well. So who did the who were the Cardinals? Who brought that? Was it Carson Palmer? Yeah, it was Carson. Carson. Ah, see, that's oh. so it's good that it got in my head then because I thought he was injured and Drew Stanton played in the playoffs and they lost. He sort of played like he was injured from what I remember of that <laughs> game against the Panthers. Um, just I'll let me read out the other names very quickly uh, that you didn't say. Andrew Luck, uh, Carson. Oh. Palmer, just uh, Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> of course, Craig. Yeah. Uh, Dan Marino Dante Culpepper you might have been thinking of yeah Dougie that's who I was thinking of yeah. um, Drew Brees Eric Kramer for Detroit um, Jake DeLom Jake Plummer Jay Cutler that's who I was Schrader, like. uh, Jim Harbour Joe Montana Kerry Collins Vinny Cordell Testaverde Stewart, in there by any chance Vinny Testaverde yeah Michael yeah. Vick Neil yeah. O'Donnell Randall there's Cunningham, loads it's just Rich Gannon Sean King off. and Steve McNair yeah. for you shit actually there, who said all those names there we nice. go. That is how you do it. <laughs> Good one. Good quiz, that. Liked it. An actual quiz. So let's talk conference championships. Um, 90% of the population were Jags fans on Sunday, um, <clears> me <throat> included. And it all started so well. It was so positive. I was so happy. Everyone was, ha- everyone was happy. From about 8 o'clock till half past 9, everyone was happy. Twitter was funny. And then it all, it all kind of changed. Um, Jags looked to be playing at the, at the perfect game and somehow still still managed to lose. Um, I, don't know, I don't even know where to start with this one. I still, having watched the game and then had to think about the game and then obviously think about talking about the game, I am not sure what definitively happened. I... I... You watch games like that, and history tells you every time you you see the Patriots in a game like that, they're up against it. In the back of your mind, you always think they're going to come back and win this. You know that Tom Brady has something ridiculous up his sleeve. Belichick's got a contingency plan for everything. But sort of partway through the second half, I, I didn't even believe that. I thought the Jags had it. I really did. Um especially after the, which I'm sure we'll come to, the the fumble that wasn't and the run back for a touchdown that wasn't allowed to happen, uh, which we'll, we'll debate in literally, a moment. Sure. Literally. Uh, but uh, after that, when that moment happened and the Jags had the ball back, I thought that's, there's no way the Patriots look like coming back. And in the end, it was quite comfortable. It's just, you can't underestimate that team. The coaching, you know, Gronk went down. And he, he, obviously, their their best weapon on offense, other than Brady himself, 
and then you get Amandola stepping up and being absolutely ridiculous um who's every other guy he's never fit um and he just shows up somebody shows up for them um just as much as I know you and I you and I hate it Craig the evil organization everything else I can't not do anything but take my hat off to that how they came out and got something from that game incredible I mean to me it was quite simple what happened they ran out Jacksonville ran out of ideas once <clears throat> once New England worked out how to stuff uh, Fournette at the line it asked questions of the Jaguars offense they couldn't answer they well, kept, that, they, that was clearly the game plan for New England. They kept, getting, the they kept leaving themselves second and nine, second and second and seven. And then <clears throat> you've got to put the ball in Bortles' hands. And although he played very well, um, I think potentially the play calling became a little conservative. They, they were unwilling to get away from that play-action game and actually say, well, do you know what? This is the championship game. Win and we go home. We might as well put it in his hands. They they still protected him, and I think that was their downfall, really. But I I thought there was a time in that second half when I think I tweeted or it might have been in our WhatsApp group. I t- said that the Jags have gone too conservative here. They're playing not to lose, etc. And then suddenly they've got the flea flicker out, and then suddenly they're they're moving down the field. At but, but that, and I thought actually they've got a chance here, but. That that's the whole point. The the fact that they went from being conservative to a flea flicker. I mean, you know, that's an indication that the game plan wasn't under control. They were they were they they went from thinking they had what was the perfect game plan, and then panicking, going conservative, conservative, and then going right to the other end of the spectrum. That that's not. The that, thing is, it's not coaching think, with your brain. That's coach, coaching with your heart, isn't it? You know. I think I think that's a. I think that I, I understand the point, but I also know that for half of that game, maybe you know, sixty sixty five percent of the game, people were saying it was a perfectly cooled game, and stopping the run killed the play action. No doubt about it. The play action had been working really well. Leonard Fournette had been finding massive holes they was able to run the ball with confidence and then decide to chuck it some nice big plays um so yeah and adam you alluded to it at the top there this is what belichick does i said at half time there is no doubt you know this is going to be competitive it's going to be more competitive than it looks right now belichick is that he is that good you know widely regarded as the greatest coach in football history so you knew it was going to get competitive the thing that struggles, the thing that I just can't get away from, whether you say it was conservative play calling, which I think it was a little bit at times, maybe a little bit of poor clock management at times also, but Patriots only one penalty in in the postseason. Um, the last team to do that, do you know who that was? To only have one penalty in the in the postseason. You're going to tell me it's the Patriots, right? <laughs> it was the Patriots. And it's hard It's hard to look past that Jack fumble. It is difficult in a game that is is that turns on such minimal things. You know, a first down here, an extra yard there, a penalty here. You know, you're effectively, you're effectively scrubbing off a touchdown, aren't you? It, it, and Well, th- 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 should, we, should we get into that? Let's because definitely. I 
I can't believe I'm saying this, um, but it wasn't a fumble. So whatever oh, you say about is, out. what do you, you say out. about the, the ball was out. The he then pinned it to himself. It, I, the, uh, the, yeah, I, I, I and never it's thought not the it same was... as the catch rule. It's not the same. Absolutely. As, so and let's, Ryan Bold was very very passionate about that. However, here's the thing: it was ruled a fumble, and they didn't have enough to overturn it. Now. For my money, and here's the thing that oh, it annoys me whenever this happens in, in NFL um, and any, any sport that employs the replay. Yeah. If that's the case, let the play run. Why blow it dead? Let it run. You're gonna, you, you know that you're gonna have, you've got the opportunity, the safeguard to review it. Why blow it dead? It pisses me off. By, by the word of the rules... If the ball transfer happened when the player, if the guy was on the floor when he was fumbled and it was stripped, so for, you can see that the ball's in contact with the Patriot player, the player then rips it from the Patriot player and comes up with it. By rule, if he if they're in contact when they go to the floor, then he's down by contact when he has the ball, right? Only if the, once then he's recovered the ball. Yeah, oh, I know, and that's the ambiguity of the call because clearly the ball wasn't out. The ball was the, the transfer of possession happened while the guy was on the floor. Now, if it happened but while if, they, if it happened while they were off the floor, and then he came up with it while they were in contact, while they were on the floor, so he's down by contact anyway. I think but what's it, what's happened is some is one event <clears> has been incorrectly called, which means it wouldn't be possible to the other for the other events to have happened. So you've got yeah, yeah. a really confusing situation. The side judge and the back, either the back judge or the one, whatever you call the one who's looking up or down the field, they, they both call it differently, which is why the play was blown dead. So one of them blew it dead. The other one came in and said, no, actually, that's, that, that's a fumble. Um, so, right. so, so, so the, the argument about <clears throat> whether it should have been ruled down or not is moot because there was confusion amongst the officials. So... <clears throat> any any but, but any thought Craig, of collusion on behalf of the Patriots is is out the window because why? Well, because one referee thought it was a fumble and one didn't. Well, that in itself is also a possibility. <laughs> it doesn't mean, yeah, <laughs> literally <laughs> by definition. It, well, it's so, so how can it be collusion if they're not agreeing on the same outcome? Because not all refs might be involved. The thing is, this is the thing. I'm so, not so saying we're now we're now we're now we're now saying that there's definite co- no, 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 collusion, that, right? No, 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 we're not. We're not. You're saying that your argument, this argument that you're you've you've more than once made this argument that it's so ridiculous to consider the Patriots receive a favourable rub from the NFL, right? That's your position. It's stupid. It's impossible. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, that in itself is just asinine because we know already that that's a big word thanks um we know already that (laughs) there is you know corruption within sports now nobody is saying no one is saying here is my 35 page dossier but i'm also not stupid enough to think actually you know these people are all very very wealthy and if the patriots do well as they always do, it ain't bad for the league. So I'm not saying it. My point is, it doesn't either way. It, I, I, you know, whether it is, whether it isn't, the Patriots have the rub of the green so often, and it, 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 it whether it's a case of 
you know, people level this accusation at Manchester United when you're the biggest club and, you know, you have so, such influence across the league. Do referees view you differently? Do they treat you differently knowing, um, particularly when they come to Old Trafford, you know? And, and I, I think it's a reasonable question to put. You cannot get the, the rubber to green so often. Um, and I do, you know, I, I, I think I, I, it's difficult okay. to point to any other individual moment in this game other than potentially that, that play, you know? I, I don't see the, the thing. I'd love to buy into this. Unfortunately, I don't. Um, I think the reality it's, is... It's because it's fucking mind, nonsense, wait, wait, wait. Adam. Quote, quote me. You have, to, you have to... Don't... What I'm saying is... No, well, it is... You cannot deny that they have... They get favourable calls. I'm not saying that, you know, Robert Kraft and uh, um, Roger Goodell, or not even Roger Goodell, the rest of the owners sitting there, ha, 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 you know, with big cats and massive big leather chairs around, you know, their, their, their big black round table. I'm not suggesting that. The point I'm making is stop. It, it, the fact is the Patriots get favourable calls and it happens year after year for whatever reason. You know, no one will know. I'm not ruling anything out. I'm not suggesting anything, but I'm also not ruling anything out. I'm a very, I'm open. Wait, I'm, I'm- Sorry to stop you, Craig. I'm distracted. Someone, someone has sent me a picture of me right now with my headset on. I'd imagine that's Dougie because I didn't. No, or you're being. Dougie. It's probably the NFL, mate. <laughs> They're watching us. They're, they've got access to our webcams. I am slightly disturbed by this. You, you put a tweet out, right? Yeah. You put, through, okay. the, through the wonder of modern technology, I managed okay. to take yeah. a picture Fucking of hell, a Adam. scream of your face <laughs> on it, Adam, <laughs> and post it to the internet at the same time that I'm talking to you. Yeah, I didn't know you said I know that, while that's beyond the wit of many men to multifunction at uh, that yeah, level, right. you know. I got a bit uh, thrown by that. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, you know, it's, it has diverted us from this, frankly, utterly ridiculous conversation. Can, so, can I just get back to... <laughs> Back to this game, I don't think you you can say what you like about the Patriots only having one penalty, but I don't see. I'm not seeing. The that's funny, game mate. Wait a that is, needs to stop. That's being implied here. <laughs> it's Rachel making my dinner. It won't come out over the speakers. Don't worry about it. No, cool, but I can't hear him. Turn turn hear it him. up. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to get anyway. The, uh, Honestly, the... technology is just beyond you, isn't it? The volume switches and photographs and do you listen to yeah, the wireless? I'm, I'm pretty sure Craig doesn't have the ability to turn <laughs> me up and you down. But it'd be it'd be nice to have that, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> this we're getting d- diverted as as you say. Uh yeah, I, I didn't see that they had the, the rub of the calls in this game. Uh, it did against the Titans, which we touched on last week. Um, they have in in other games, but to, to, to a certain extent, you're a better team. You're going to get these things. Um, yeah, you're perceived, and that's, that's as, perceived as being better by everybody, including officials. Um, what one thing's certainly true is that the Patriots. One of the factors facts about being the best team in the NFL is is when you've got the best coach in the NFL, the best coach has ever been. You're going to be disciplined. Can I, can I it's also fair just can, that you don't get that many penalties against you because you're not committing so many fouls? Can I also so just say that at the crux of this issue, we're saying that the Patriots get the rub of the calls. It wasn't a fucking fumble in the first place. But that's yeah. what it was yeah. called. There are a number right, of teams. But, but then it was called. There's a mistake made by the officials. 
and it ends up ruining your game. So, so, but from 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 for both sides have been wronged on that call, but we're only talking about the Patriots being wronged. Now you're saying, well, it was called like that. Well, yeah, it was, but it was also called that he was down. So it's moot that the fact that he got up and ran just doesn't matter. Both both teams were wronged on that play, but because it's the Patriots. Oh, the Patriots get all the calls, don't they? Well, no, they got stitched up because it weren't even a fumble. Fuck the Patriots. I will say this. And one of the <laughs> things... I'm on board with that. <laughs> what, what I will say is this. Um, and one of the conclusions I've come to following that game. Tom Brady... Now, here's what I will say. In fact, let's give him his due. I remember on one of the first ever long snapper podcasts, you saying Brady was on the way down, mate. That was about three yeah. years ago. Yeah, he's been yeah. at two Super Bowls he's since then. Years. <laughs> right? No. Well, I'm coming to this. I'm coming to this. So Brady has four double-digit fourth-quarter comebacks in the in the postseason. No other QB has more. He's only conceded three points in those comebacks, which happened on Sunday. But what I will say is this: so clearly, the pedigree. But Brady is a system quarterback. Now, granted, the system may be the greatest, most complex system we've ever seen in football. And not many people may be able to manage that system. But Brady is a system quarterback. You do not see Brady making a play on his own. You see Blake Brady going through an array of options that he has per play and execute possibly, I would argue Peyton Manning might be up there, but execute possibly better than any other quarterback we've seen. But I do believe you look at him being put in these positions every year, every game, Brady has the chance to come back in the fourth quarter. And um, yeah, the greatest system ever developed by any other coach, but, <laughs> but, but still. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong about this. What was Bill Belichick's job before he was a head coach? It was a deep defensive coordinator. Now, you tell me why, tell me why Peyton Manning is credited with being all of his teams, whether it be at the Colts or the Broncos, it was his offense. And he diagnosed the plays. He basically wrote the playbook. He told the receivers where to be. He set the blocking schemes. Why don't we give Brady that same credit? Because it's not a Belichick offense. Belichick's a defensive coach. He's, he's he's not sitting there ignoring he's, his offense. Absolutely, he's being very clear around what he expects. Now, listen, we don't by know all accounts, the, 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 by all the accounts, fact is, Josh McDaniels is meant to be a very good offensive mind, but Belichick, you know, Belichick is the architect. I'm not saying he's going to be a, you know, he's not certainly not a QB practice, but you you think Belichick isn't. 100% behind everything the Patriots do. It's do you not clear. think that Tom Brady is making and diagnosing calls on the field? Do you think yeah, only mean, Peyton Manning yeah. has the skills to do that? Because no, I'm not having that. Brady, no, look. Sorry, go on. Brady, for me, is is underlooked the effect that he has on that offense. Now, I know that, that the Patriots have won with a number of other quarterbacks under center. But do you know what? They've all got Brady on the sideline. I would say I that Brady is as much, and we'll find out because when Josh McDaniels gets his head coaching job, we'll find out just how good he is. Because I seem to remember when he fucked off to the Broncos, they weren't very good. Just, 
just on on the to be fair (laughs) who who was selected by McDaniels drafted yeah just just on the Peyton Manning comparison I think it's it's easy it's easy to assume that Manning had a lot more to do with his offenses than Brady does mainly because you watch him play he's every single play almost it's like he's calling audibles in an obvious way like he's standing up he's moving about he's shifting things um, it doesn't mean to say that that Brady's not doing the same thing in a much more subtle fashion. Um, it's he's just, always just, doing it, man. He's his, always tapping his lid. He's he's pointing. He's always doing it. He's communicating it's on every less, single play. Less demonstrative. Just less, I mean, look at me. Look at me. Because that's right, what so that listen, is what let's put, was about. Let's put it this way: ne- none of us are have ever played in the NFL, so our understand the inner workings is going to be limited. What we can rely on is. Or what we what we I suppose have to rely on is both what we see with our eyes, what we watch physically ourselves, and what is reported by reputable sources and consistently. And this is listen, like I say, I'm not you. You know, if you've got the most complex system playbook, whatever, you've got to be a damn good player to to execute that. And I've already said, Brady. I suppose this is almost boils down to what you like in your football. Brady executes. And you will hear NFL coaches talk time and time again about execution. And if you watch NFL, you understand the value of execution, the need to rep and rep and rep and do the right thing at the right time. I like seeing people like Aaron Rodgers, people like Brett Favre, people like Peyton, who seem to have an, uh, you know, uh, something individual about how they play the game, something which at one point, can win you a game. Yeah, it might lose you a game, but it, it kind of transcends the game itself. Um, I suppose, you know, it's, it's whether you like 1994 Germany or whether you like, you eight, you know, 86 Brazil or whatever. It's, Glad it's, you didn't it, say 1944 Germany. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. right, he was Good talking one. about executions. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, but yeah. I yeah. think it's about how you like football. The, what we're never going to see, um, no, let's be. We we are never going to see, and um, we've had we've had since Brady's career started. Um, we've never seen Belichick for New England without Brady, or other than the very start. Um, and we've never seen seen it the other way around. We've never seen Brady without Belichick, and we won't um, ever see Brady going, without Belichick. We're not yeah. going to. So we Peyton won well, a Super Bowl. You don't know, that, quite that know for sure how good one is without the other, um, and I don't think either of them care about that. They're quite happy with their five rings that may turn into six. So. Unfortunately. Speaking of, before we move away from the AFC, um, Blake Bortles played a good game. And Blake Bortles, um, ever since he's come into the league, has he, he's, he's, he's kind of typically the butt of jokes, isn't he? he, he he's, he's, everybody loves to take the piss out of Blake Bortles. But played a great game. Played a, had, a good, had a good year. Had a great postseason. Um, is Blake Bortles a, a franchise QB? Do the Jags have the Jags found their quarterback, or um, is this is this fool's gold? I think it's fool's fool's gold to an extent. Are they he's what they've done is they've worked out how to win with Blake Bortles. They've worked out how to coach him, how to understand his limitations, knowing what he does well, what he doesn't do so well, and. They've they've called a lot of good games. Just the the Patriots 
was just probably one step too far when it came to it, as as Doug alluded to earlier. Is there is there not a lesson there for coaches across the league? Because the teams that have done well this year have done well with limited quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And I Absolutely. think may, maybe a lot of quarterbacks that haven't had the opportunity to work with good coaching staff who actually understand their players have been thrown on the scrap heap, basically. I think I think that only works if you have a fucking mean defence to go with it. I don't think a, well, they, know, but, an yeah, average but quarterback they gave up with 40 a ceiling... Points, they gave up 40 points to the Steelers and they gave up nearly 30 to the to the Patriots. Well, so 24. You can, see, you, you, can, you can argue that... Yes, they are a mean defense, but Bortles has Bortles won the game in in Pittsburgh because they put up forty odd points. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like, I don't, I don't hate Blake Bortles. I do not, I do think he's got a ceiling, and I, I honestly think that was his the probably the best chance he he has at winning a Super Bowl. But I'll, I, I imagine he'll be back next year. I, um, I, I, and in I two totally years, agree. He's, he's he's limited. He's he's definitely definitely limited, but. He's, coach what you have. You coach. Yeah. You coach to your, you coach your means. Not, you, you coach your means. You don't. You don't fit your means to your style. If yeah. you know what I mean. Um, and and I also think that there has been a lot of people that just pile on it because it's the thing. It's the thing to do, isn't it? It's an easy way to make you sound like you know what you're talking about to pile into Blake, Blake Bortles. But actually, it's if you. If you, if, you look at, if you look at like the that, factors that have gone into Blake Bortles over the years, he's not necessarily had a supporting cast like he's had this year, has he? It's also funny um, <laughs> looking at looking at other QBs who take a who take a lot of take a bit of stick. Let's 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 head over to the NFC uh, Championship game, and uh, well, the Eagles battered the Vikings. Um, Nick Foles, another heavily derided QB this year. And I did say um, last week or the week before, you know, let's not forget Nick Foles had a 27 touchdown, two interception year. Nick Foles was the Carson Wentz of, was it maybe 2014? Um, and other than a bit of a shaky start, they put a whooping on the Vikings. Um, yeah, I mean, what do we think about that game and, and how do we fancy the Eagles' chances mo- moving on to, to the boys from Foxborough? Yeah, not much went right for the Vikings after their first possession, uh, where Rudolph got a touchdown. Um, yeah, I, I, nobody saw that coming, did they? I think everyone thought, well, it's it's going to be thirteen ten or that that kind of game. Um, and the way Philly did it, it was yeah, they got a defensive touchdown, didn't they? But it was the it was Foles through the air, Foles throwing it deep. The Vikings secondary was okay it had been battered um Xavier Rhodes and and so on but um they weren't at the races at all it was it seemed easy for Nick Foles um maybe they spotted a weakness in just, what seemed to have been a great defense all year you you look at I I mentioned it um last week you win a game like that the way the Vikings did with you know, half the Vikings fans are on their way home. Vikings, you know, you, you thought you lost that game. You win a game like that with the excitement, the energy, the adrenaline dump that comes with it. 
I do think it's really hard to get yourself up for a game, especially get yourself back up for a game against Nick Foles and the Eagles. I just think no pressure on the Eagles, all the pressure on the Vikings. Like you say, that secondary was hurt. And they just, they had no juice. They had no pep. That sharpness and fire and passion and all those other glossy, intangible words just weren't weren't there for the Vikings. However, the Eagles not only had that, had a great energy about them, they executed. Foles made plays. Ertz is money. Love Zach Ertz. Um, and, you know, we talk about those three defences, the Vikings, the Eagles, and the uh, Jags. Eagles might have the best defence of the lot. Yeah, I don't I can't, can't argue with that. Um, the, I think it's I think it's more on the Eagles' defense than Case. I don't think Case Keenum had a shock or anything. Um, there were a couple of turnovers, weren't there? But yeah, it's just the, the, it was Nick Foles that shocked me. I, I think we we expected a good display from the Philly defense. Um, a bit a bit like Bortles, you know, a bit like Keenum. He's People keep saying, well, he's got a bad game coming around the corner. He's not consistent, but he he keeps showing up. He's only got one more game to win, he says. <laughs> That's right. So uh, before we leave the NFC Conference game, let's just briefly touch on the... Uh, Can I say anything Viking- about it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, look, you, look, you looked uninterested. I'm not going to lie, Doug. You no, look like not, you said, you was, look like one. Well, firstly, you looked like you had a Blackberry, and I was going to ask you if it was 2003. And uh, you looked like you was, uh, you know, doing work emails or some shit. So please, please contribute. Um, I was taking in your, your opinions and evaluating them in my head before coming in to trash them. No. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, um, no, I think. Yeah, Nick Nick Foles. Yeah, great. Um, beat beat uh, beat a slightly undercooked Minnesota. I think. I think they came down the field on that opening drive, were perfect, marched the ball into the end zone, and I bet they jogged over to the sideline and thought, right, lads, game in the bag. It's Nick Foles. You know, we'll keep doing this. But then the defense stepped up, and there's been a lot of reports this week that that, that Philadelphia front four are going to. A perfect mismatch for the Patriots, and you know, as were the Jags. They were the perfect, perfect foil for the Patriots' wonder, wonder offense. You know, and as were every other defense that faced the Patriots. So I, th- I think it comes down to this: Nick Foles is going to have to play out of his mind, and the Eagles are going to have to score at least twenty-five points. Now, if the Patriots can work out a way of stopping that, they're in trouble. I don't. In much the same way that I think we maybe saw the best of Blake Bortles in Pittsburgh, I think we maybe saw the best of Case Keenum in in Minnesota against the the, the Saints. I think we maybe saw the best of Nick Foles against the Vikings, and I'm not sure you're going to get that same performance in the Super Bowl. I think the performance that you know it was a great performance, but I don't think it's repeatable. I don't think that's the true rendition of what you get with Nick Foles. But th- this is what people keep thinking about all of these guys. And that, okay, yeah, Blake Bortles didn't win on Sunday, nor did nor did Case Keenum. 
Um, but I don't but, think but class either, is permanent. No, neither all, of them had like a stinker. No, class is permanent, as we all know. And Nick Foles is not in the same class as Tom Brady. No, of course he's not. No, I, I'm not, I'm I think that. I think that I do think that this defense, much like um, I said about the Jags, if you can pressure Tom Brady without blitzing, you've got yourself a chance. And the Jags did that to perfection for three quarters. Um, Jim Swartz is good I, at that as well. I do think, I do think Foles, a good Foles, and who's got a bit more experience and maybe isn't the butt of every joke, has a better chance to perform than Blake Bortles. And I think you're right. You know, you look at, I, 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 I tweeted during the game, the, um, the Vikings... Fucking Vikings. The Jags needed to score more points when they was having success. And it will be about how many points Foles can put on that Patriots team. I think you've got really encouraging signs um, out of this conference championship game in in terms of the receivers. Jeffrey looked really good, you know. Um, As good as I've seen Jeffrey in a Philly shirt, Zach Ertz, who's, who's getting better and better and better and, and really is the focal point of that offense at times. And um, Aguilar, who's, who's, who's had a great year. So I think they've got, and, you know, JGI looks comfortable, looks like he's, he's, you know, coming good. So I felt the Jags were better man for man than the Pats. And I thought they got out thought. I thought Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady executed perfectly. Jags just couldn't get over the hump. I think this Philly team is a better team man for man right now. And so I do like Philly. I do. And, you know, You've maybe that's that every, every maybe, week. Maybe that's bias. Hey, listen, you won't hear me say. I do say think you the never, Jags are a better team. You, never, you, ne- you will not hear me say I want the Pats to win. That never happened. But I do. And maybe it's bias. But I do. I do think. Maybe. Eagles in this game. <laughs> I think they do. I think they're better man for man. Um, it's down to coaching. And unfortunately, we, we've seen Belichick pull a rabbit out of his ass one too many times. Um, as we leave that conference championship game, just briefly, any comments on the Vikings QB situation? Free, free QBs? Are we assuming Bradford moves on and they, um, they tag Keenum and One of my my favourite things to say about quarterbacks is, or one of the favourite quotes about quarterbacks is, if you've got two quarterbacks, you haven't got a quarterback. Well, the Vikings have got three quarterbacks, so what are they going to do? For me, what I think they'll do is they'll get rid of Bradford and they'll keep Keenum and they'll keep um, Bridgewater and they'll let them fight it out in camp. I think it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? you, you You might have a bit of bargaining power um, trading um, Eagles are going to have a, a situation as well aren't they with, uh, with no, and no, 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 no no I don't mean I don't mean <laughs> there is a situation there the QB I think there. even Nick Foles will tell you nah mate I'm yeah. a backup I don't <laughs> no, want to start no, no, clipboard no. Nick Foles walks onto the field mate where's my clipboard he knows he I'm not <laughs> saying that Nick Foles and Carson Wentz are going to battle it out for, for the starting job I'm saying that they're going to have they've got another asset Someone might want to stump up some dough for Foles. Everyone knows think, what Nick Foles is. 
I, well, if Nick Foles comes home with a ring, I think Nick Foles changes. Um, I do think they, they, they're going to have to tag Keenum and see how Bridgewater comes back. I do think, I think purely I because of the history and the personalities of the QB, that having Keenum and Bridgewater won't be the worst thing in the world. Other QBs, that might be a bit tricky, but with them two... I, I don't actually see a problem, and I think I'm, I think I'm not sensing it. egos being an issue. Uh, there. No, but I, I also don't think they'll need to tag him because I don't think he'll get that kind of money offered to him. I I almost twenty odd million, isn't it? The tag? There's no yeah. way that he, 17, seventeen million upwards. I, he, I don't he, think he's. I don't think he's. I, I would be amazed. We might lose if, him then. If he right, Brock Osweiler went from. Went between two teams for like a hundred million or something stupid. Yeah, but, but Brock Osweiler, yeah, but Brock Osweiler had backed up Peyton Manning and had had five games which he looked pretty good. Everyone, the tape, the tape, the tape is there for everyone to see about Case Keenum. I think my personal view is that they've ridden a wave of confidence throughout the whole season, a bit like Leicester City did in the Premier League. They they rode that wave of confidence, and then the year after they actually returned to the mean where they actually should have been. I think that's what you're looking at. Oh, I'm not saying that Keenum's going to go on to be a world beater. I'm saying Keenum's going to get paid no matter what. That I'm telling you for a fact. 100%. Well, I mean, Matt, define, what, define what paid is. I don't think he'll well, make the cap. 20 million a year. Kirk Cousins has been making 23 million a year for three years. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins you know, is a better guys, player than Case Keenum. Maybe, but I think there's such a, there's such a dearth of quarterbacks. Keenum, Keenum will get paid. Simple. Um, before we... Uh, well, either either Vikings are going to pay him or someone else will. Someone will pay him. Yeah, they'll pay him, yeah. but like I can see it's six or seven, maybe eight million a year, not twenty. No way. Well, let's Adam. You you get this. Write it. You're going to make me try and remember this <laughs> conversation. Write it down, yeah, right. and then let's let's talk about this at week one of 2018. Um, let's just quickly look at the forward to the Super. I'm sure we'll do this a bit uh, more next week, but. What are we looking at next week? What's important? Keys of the game. Do we want to do this now? Because that's yeah, next week's really. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally we do. We what, do it now. We don't need to do what my words now. were. Just a minute. <laughs> Let's keep it. Keep it brief. Keep them on. A, keep them on tender hooks, Doug. Cliffhangers, mate. Um, I will tell you what I think about the Super Bowl next week. Okay. I'll, I'll keep the teaser. <laughs> there you go. Got, <laughs> no one's I've coming back for that. <laughs> in, the, in the pipeline, a Super Bowl special 90s game show format that you're all going to love. That is a teaser. And mine will be, uh, I, I am a Philly fan. There's <laughs> next week. <laughs> Which I'm sure is no surprise. You boo Santa Claus, Craig. You yeah. disgust me. We might have our uh, gambling expert on next week as well. I don't know if you're interested in that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Adam, uh, before we uh, head to any other business, I'm sure you're going to want to talk about your new head coach. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, don't I don't worry about it. I don't, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> I, I've, I've been impressed by what I've, what I've seen from him in his press conference. Um, he's, some, he's a guy as a coach. Did you like that? You like that press conference? That whole thing about college? And the farming teams and the paying them whatever. I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, I did. That was weird. I did. Um, but they, I think they don't he, I, I, I like what he's going to bring. I like the ambition 
there were a few little digs, slightly disguised, but not very well disguised. A few little digs at Malarkey in there, um, as if to say, here you go, Titans fans, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently from now on. Um, I think Key is going to be who he's going to bring in um, to assist him, which we don't know yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if if he coaches half as well as he came across for me, I think I think he'll he'll do well. It's a bit of a a hire that no one really expected. Um but I think it's come down to as as has happened before, it's come down to how well he's interviewed. But I don't think the Titans actually set out he wasn't the man they wanted when uh, Malarkey was fired by by any means. Um as we discussed that was probably McDaniels, but it was it was too late. Uh, but he's he's impressed them in an interview, and you know I, I will reserve judgment. But I suppose that's... my thing is, where's your pedigree? I like the fact that he had a year um, watching Deshaun Watson and how he was able to come straight in and. But yeah, this, almost, this is what we don't know. I almost mean... play an evaluate like an evolved college system, and you know, experts expect that to be helpful for Mariota. But other than that, we don't know anything about the guy. I, I mean, I certainly don't. Uh, as far as I'm aware, he's had a year, just a year, as a D coordinator. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like I say, and, and behind out. that, prior to that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's he, a bottle, it's a ballsy move. They obviously liked what they, yeah, they obviously, they see that it's trendy at the moment, having a young coach, having a, you know, and uh, he he dresses well, I'll give him that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let's see, let's see. He's a big fella, isn't he? You wouldn't, you wouldn't argue with him. Mike. Yeah, literally, literally looks, looks, (laughs) looks like he could play linebacker. Um, It's almost like he did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's hit AOB. He got an offensive touchdown in the Super Bowl. The last time the Patriots played the Eagles. Who gives a shit? That's that for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam, why don't you do your AOB? Because it'll take 25. Oh, yeah. Are we into that already? Uh, if you're quick, Adam, we might get out under the hour here. He won't be quick. I've killed make him. this killed this every week. And I, don't, I don't see the incentive, quite honestly. Get on with it. <laughs> make it as long as possible. <laughs> All right, smart motorways. There you go. Uh, you can hear them turning off, the listeners. Um, so instead of... Sorry, right. sorry, sorry. My wife's, my wife's cooking a chicken at the moment, roast chicken, right? And it's been cooking for like three and a half hours. But she, <laughs> she just look at it and she just turns to me and just went, fucking thing won't cook. <laughs> literally a problem that is my biggest problem she has right now if she wouldn't mind cooking and stop killing it that would help <laughs> adam crack on she's skinning the chicken in the back chasing it around my chicken <laughs> go for it ads we had a similar disaster for dinner but that's not my going to be my aob right m25 okay used to be the section between 24 and 25 clockwise on the m25 used to be three lanes with a hard shoulder now it's what they've done is they've rebadged it and made it four lanes and it's called a smart motorway. And what that means is sometimes they can close a lane if there's been an accident. They can close the left-hand lane and turn it back into a hard shoulder to allow emergency service vehicles to attend the scene. Um, So Sunday lunchtime... um, Doug, Doug, mute your mic, mate. (laughs) 
<laughs> not for us, you haven't. Adam's struggling to get through his AOB, poor man. I don't want to make this any longer. So, a five-car pile-up happens on the M25, Sunday lunchtime. Um, they close the left-hand lane very clearly on all the signs to say, incident ahead, lane closed to allow emergency access. So, in the hour or so that we're stuck, there must have been 14, 15, 16 vehicles that decide to zoom up the left-hand lane. So the equivalent of trying to use a hard shoulder to jump the queue. I can't... You know, a five-car pile-up, it's likely that there are people seriously hurt. It's certain that the police need to get there to move, move the accident out of the way to sort everything out. Not bothered, mate. And, I'm late. It's, I'm it's, saying the lane's jump, open. I'm driving don't, down don't, that lane. Stop being such a tart. Stop being so British and queuing up when you don't need to queue. There's a gap there. Go in it. Yeah, except for the fact that these people are going to... No no one's going to... The traffic is engines off, stopped. No one's going to let them in. All it's going to achieve is that they're going to get in the way of vital emergency service vehicles. And they <laughs> they must... Uh, and I just look at this behaviour. I want to support they are going so to get in the way of vital emergency service vehicles. Adam, you deserve master. everything you get. <laughs> we said there was no more fucking road AOBs. You've broken yeah, listen, the rules. You deserve Adam, scorn, mate. You deserve scorn. Sit in your traffic jam, unlucky with your eye motorways or whatever they're called. Just, just fucking, if there's a gap, drive in it. Adam, I didn't agree with the whole, well, not paying, not paying for, not paying for TFL doesn't bother me. But on this occasion, I agree. Especially if there's people injured and hurt. Stop being a dick. People are dicks on the road and it is annoying. So so speak to people who don't drive nearly 30,000 miles a year. Yeah, well, don't do that, mate. It's killing the fucking world. Fuck the planet, mate. Get a a train. Get a bike. Um, on that, it's all I'm right. Like, it's oh, all right for you, little Londoners, who don't have to travel more than six miles in your entire. Well, live in London, life. then, mate. Stop living in London, all mate. over. I want to live in London, sheep, breathing all those it. poisonous, well, noxious fumes. Get, fu- get a fucking bike. Uh, I've got a car, mate. I don't need a bike. I've got a car. It gets me places uh, much quicker than a car. <laughs> than a bike. You know what I mean? I can put a bike in my boot. In in the interest of trying to get this off any. Uh, get this done Call, calling that rejection possible. disappointment that we've only shattered talked about Park Central and shattered Shut- dreams Parkway three of us talking at once doesn't is not good radio <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'll just talk over you Lynn yeah <laughs> not buying a mini metro I'm not buying a mini metro they've rebadged it you fool <laughs> right I'm going to go with something positive. Um, when right, I was... Before you go on, can I just rejoice no, at this moment that, that Doug and I know what we're talking about and you've no idea. Yeah, it's like you're young as fuck. Start of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm, I'm going to talk about Zayat being young as well. So, when I was growing up... Um, Last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, good, good one, Bance. Um, there, there was a very popular footballer uh, and his name was George Ware. And... I remember being in the playground and if you got picked, um, you know, you playing football, everyone wanted to be George Ware, which is cool. One of the first sort of international um, world famous African football footballers. Um, 
you may or may not know, but George Ware has, has just been, well, today actually was, or yesterday was inaugurated as the Liberian president. Okay, true, um, true. And he's run for office of some sort, including president, the last two times. I think the first time was 2005, the following one he did after that, not sure when, as a vice president, and he's gone again. He has finally won. Now, the reason this is important <clears throat> is that Liberia, like many um, African countries, have been um, decimated and um, ruined by following Western intervention, civil war and corruption. It has left the majority, 90% of the country, in poverty. Um, and George Weir has wanted to go back and help. And I'm very fond of George Weir. He kind of brought AC Milan which is, again, if you're not from my generation, maybe a bit weird, but he made AC Milan really popular um, and, and, you know, introduced me to the likes of Paolo Maldini. He's one of my favourite players. So, shouts to George Weir, man. Guy was a footballer. Literally couldn't read. And uh, he's now... How does that make him different from every other footballer? (laughs) (laughs) He's now president of his country. (laughs) Do you know what? He's gone out and said, my aim is to eliminate corruption and reduce poverty because they're stealing all of our money. And, you know, proof's in the pudding, but fair play. It was a really cool time watching him play football and I, hope, I wish him all the best success. Yes, to that. I hope, it, hope this story does have a happy ending. You're never quite sure what's really going on sometimes in countries that have a corrupt... And war torn history. Yeah. No, I wasn't wasn't meaning it like that. I just I hope I hope the story is what it looks like. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean Millionaros were a football club in Colombia, but they were they they won everything there was to win. Everyone thought it was great until they realised that Pablo Escobar was running it and he happened to just sell loads of shit loads of drugs. Shit happens. George Weir might be just be creaming even more money off it. You never know. He might be a decent fellow. Hopefully (laughs) he's not. Um funny you should talk about that for your AOB. I don't know if anyone listened to the All Over podcast this week. Craig, I know you probably didn't. Uh, Adam, you may have. I don't know. I have. Um, then you'll know what my AOB is this week. Uh, I was, was going to say it's uh, not about Nando's in Caerphilly. No, it's not about Glen Nando's Netflix. in Caerphilly. It, no, which, wasn't uh, that. that was... <laughs> <laughs> Craig, if you didn't know that, I went. I, I was, and it wasn't Caerphilly. It was Clenethley. But I was doing a doing a rugby job in in Clenethley this week, and uh, apparently we we went to the pub and then decided we were going to go and get something to eat. So we walked. Back through the left, Clenethley, and uh, found an Italian restaurant at nine. This is nine o'clock on a Friday night. Walk in. Hello, mate. Can we have a table for two? Oh, no. Uh, the kitchen closes at nine, see? At nine o'clock. It's Friday night, mate. Where are yeah. you? Are you in Wales? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, cool. <laughs> down, downtown, downtown Mumbai. Yeah, down, downtown Clenethley. <laughs> no, kitchen closes at nine. So we decided, oh, let's just go to Nando's. It was next to the hotel. We'll, we'll go there. Walk into Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> little Mafanwi behind the counter goes sorry we haven't we haven't got any chicken the Toulon Rugby Club have been in and eaten it all they had literally eaten all the chicken and apparently I, I've spoken to a couple of Toulon people from their Twitter account and uh, it's a tradition whenever they come to England they just go to go to Nando's and just clean the fuckers out just clean them <laughs> clean out <laughs> um, but anyway that's not my AOB this week I am I, um, 
played five aside, well, six aside on Monday night. And uh, cheap. Yeah, so the team we play, the team I play in is made up mainly of guys my age who have stopped playing 11s or playing a bit of vets now. Um, and so the, our style of sixes is, is, is quite lethargic. We sort of mooch <laughs> around. We're in the right place where we need to be. You know, we replay. We, there's no step over. Nobody there's, runs. <laughs> there's no, no, but we don't need to. Anyway. Oh, we're that good. <laughs> well, we're good enough. We, we, beat, we were beating this team 2-0. Comfortably 2-0 as well. And, you know, um, they were getting a little bit irate. Anyway, a ball comes over to me. I control it and flick it over the guy. So I have my back to the guy and I sort of do that. You know where you just flick it over your head and run, turn and run with the ball. And the ball bounces up and a guy comes across from the other side of the pitch and tackles me but takes me out in the ankle as I'm running, like cleans me out. The ball was at shoulder height. So he's kicked me in the ankle. The ball was at shoulder height. The referee blows for a foul. He turns to the referee and caught and says, what the fuck are you on about? You effing C like that oh, to the referee. The referee dismisses him, sends him clean off, get off the field, mate. You can't talk to me like that. Anyway, Good. so he gets sent off. One of his mates turns to the ref and goes, fuck's sake, ref, you are an absolute C. Oh, he gets the spats to the stands as well. Then the goalkeeper, I think it was a goalkeeper, another player said something to the ref. He got sent off as well. So in a six-side match, they're down to three men, and one of them's got to go in goal. <laughs> anyway, the referee says, well, this is ridiculous. We can't play like this. Calls the match off. 2-0 up, 20-minute game. I think we were 17, maybe, maybe 14 minutes in. So the match was abandoned. Now, I'm with one of your over colleagues who said, it would have been better had they carried it on. Oh, yeah. It got to the point where the uh, the three remaining players were like, well, we're just going to go. We're going to go. There's no point. So anyway, uh, so that happened. Um, I mean, the larger point about that is that I think it's mildly ridiculous that you can get that worked up about a, 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 a Monday night six-a-side football match. Uh, I said to the one of the guys... The that was fucking left, goals like, where you all like, played six quid each. Yeah, mate, I was like, mate, <laughs> you, you understand this 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 is the most angry I've seen about... I've seen anyone get about something so insignificant. Since I like, looked at myself in the mirror this morning. <laughs> I don't get angry at myself, mate. I love myself. <laughs> True that. <laughs> <laughs> Craig... We speak, we speak in the same tone, mate. We speak in the same tone. Um, I knew you'd find common ground eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the funniest thing about it was that they had three men sent off. They then walk across, across the pitch. They pick up their bags. They get their bags. They walk back across the pitch. While this has happened, the game on the next pitch has, has finished and blown up. They walk from our pitch outside of the cage to go around, walk into the other pitch and immediately kick off their next game. (laughs) 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 With six men on the field. Absolutely ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, one of the main reasons I jacked football in was because the people that play it are dicks. And that is my AOB. Once you play at them, you've got to play at a level at football. Football is shit. People are idiots. Anyway... We play. We like American football over here, and we'll be next week. Well, next week will be the Pro Bowl, actually. So that's not great. 
You've um, already talked about Adam, that more than we should have done. Yeah, yeah. Adam, Craig, we agreed last that. year that the long snapper would never say that name again. It's like Back, taking yeah, the Lord's okay. name in vain. We just don't mention it. You know, I, ah, I you know what promised should... on Twitter that I'd have another Pro Bowl rant, but I don't. I don't even think it deserves that. It, mate. I no, will. Right. I'm not going right. to talk about the uh, NFL All Star, but I will mention the uh, NBA All Star game next week, which is uh, something that the NFL should think of. Anyway, we'll save that for next week because we'll be talking about nothing. Um, yeah, evening, boys. Right. Nice nothing one. next week. Cheers. Yeah, for an hour. <laughs> 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 That'll be about right. To be fair. Yeah. Great. That was a nice one.